0: hubhopper originals it's what you want to do there are podcasters who would walk into a studio who would record their chunk and will be happy to put it out the way it is and you know in the real format uh, which works for them great you know when i'm making maggie also i want to add that extra magic masala so which is why i take so much time editing
1: everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of The Pod List. I'm Sayasha Pillai and I will be your host on this show. On last week's episode, we spoke to Nikesh Murali of Indian Noir about all things horror, writing for audio and a lot more. If you missed it, you can catch it on any of your podcast listening apps. You know, guys, I have always preferred writing over speaking and reading over listening. So personally, for me, a podcast really needs to have something unique or enticing about it for me to be hooked to one. So if I were to describe this week's podcast pick in one word, it would be entertainment. Pod listed this week is Popcast with Garima, a hub hopper original by Garima Surana, reminiscent of 90s Bollywood. This podcast is not just great for the meat of the content where Garima talks all things millennial breaking stereotypes an episode at a time, but the overall listener experience is great. So if you agree that holding on to our roots doesn't mean having to blindly stick to old archaic ways, and even more so if you don't, this is a podcast recommendation especially for you. So, on today's episode, we talk to Garima about her podcast, Her Journey Thusfa, and what propelled her to break her silence and have taboo-shattering conversations. So, let's get to it. So, Garima, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit more about you and your journey, far?
0: Okay, so I'm based in Marseille. Before coming here, I was in Bombay for good four years. I always knew having my own show in any format was my calling. When I say always, I say it when I was back in 6th standard when I held the mic for the first time. So I started off and, she, and, you know, I loved how my own voice sounded. And then I was a radio jockey for a community radio. And it came, of course, with its own content policy. And uh, I couldn't experiment, it was a sh- format given to me. and But the art of packaging and stitching pieces together in a story format actually came down from MCRC where I did my master's from Jamia. And I really genuinely believe, it stands true for me 100%. But I think if I can say this for everybody, I think whatever you do in your life, you know, even a little internship, even a freelance job, a content writing bit, all of that, if I have to culminate, has helped me so much. So everything coming together when I was at radio, understanding and implementing the concept of infotainment, where there's enough information and entertainment, that actually paved podcasts' theme and idea. So I really believe whatever you do in your life, I mean, you might be cursing it at that time, but eventually, and of course, it's on you how you make sense of everything and how you, you know, bundle it all together and use it to your advantage but all of it really really comes back to you in a full circle and that's what i try to do with my podcast podcast actually is a product of pandemic but was conceived a year back when i was uh, working with bobby times and uh, every day from monday to lower Perel, it would be crazy train journey and I would write poetries looking at people and I would, you know, look at them and I was like, what am I doing? Like, what have I done really to deserve a mundane job? This is not me. Even though I was doing great at my job. And then one day I was like, okay, podcasting is a thing. So I sat on my bed and I was looking at some random news and I was consuming random content. And only around that I started with my first episode. But when I started it, I never really published it because I somehow had that inhibition and I didn't know how will people receive it and then of course, Marseille happened and then there was nothing to do in the two months of lockdown and I was like, let's do And then it was so well received. Now it's like there's this hunger and thirst for churning out more content, for challenging yourself what next you can do, so I think this hunger, I'm loving the hunger actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And speaking of your podcast, how was podcast conceptualized? You know, the overall packaging?
0: The idea of packaging actually came in from the fact that my attention span is so little. And, you know, for me to listen to a podcast, like I would give up in the first minute. I'm not even kidding. If it doesn't, you know, ring the bell, if it doesn't entertain me or if it doesn't, if it's not the vibe, I'm not saying it particularly has to be a Bollywood genre to keep me hooked. No, if even if you're talking science, but the way you you know sort of presented it's very very important and I think not just in podcast I think generally in life the art of packaging anything of how you even package yourself as a person how you package your content and especially when you are creating content for thousands of people who are going to be listening to you it better convey something to them because podcast doesn't give you the leverage of seeing uh, you know who's behind the camera so everything that you got to do is experiment with that audio format and I went all out I mean I was like I have nothing to lose and you know we are in such a great place like right now with podcasts unlike other formats where there's so much of hate I mean right now we haven't begun that phase where you know people are trolling podcasters with that whole um, what they say vicious cycle hasn't begun yet for podcasters and it of course it was a conscious choice of packaging it in a certain way but I never thought that it would stand out so much and people will actually make a notice of it. So, But but I love doing that. I think I love that process now.
1: Right. How long does it typically take you to get from the inception of an episode till it's released? So
0: uh, for season two, because I, I knew I wanted to take out a trailer and I, you know, I knew there was a deadline and I had to finish all my conversations in a certain time to be able to release the trailer and then, you know, the episodes. So um, I think for the entire season to be conceptualized, recorded took me around 20 days. That was the buffer time from my season one to season two. During the middle of season one, I started approaching people for season two. And that's also, I think we should have that, you know, uh, that far sightedness to know what your content will be eventually. But yeah, it took me 20 days to record and uh, get people on board and now it's because I know my content is ready so now I just have to like churn out the the episode in real because for me, I really treat it like a show, like a sacred show I, I feel like it's already commissioned by some, you know, big production house and I have to do justice to my work even though nobody's questioning me I can take out the episode how the fuck I want to take it Absolutely um, You know, I don't have any commitments I don't have anything to please anybody but it's just for me that I don't want to settle for a mediocre product, which is why I I will chase perfection literally in my editing.
1: And it shows. You know, I suppose what I want to understand though is where do these topics and issues that you address stem from? Like what propels you to speak about all that you do?
0: So it stems from the conditioning that we've all been getting, you know, right from we were kids, the fact that we were always told to, you know, Close your legs and sit. Sit in a certain way. It, we were told to. I mean, my brother was served before I was given the thali. You know, um, and these little things they just happen probably with every Indian household. But it's just the the eagerness to question, the curiosity, and that, and and it usually trigger me. Even though we, I was you know fortunate enough to never face the real discrimination of what you know, a lot of Indian women go through, especially in the rural areas. But um, there was a lot of conditioning from my school to, you know, sports day, and all of that little, little triggers and a lot of these uh, things when I was growing up, there was a lot of self-discovery because I actually come from a very small town in Rajasthan. And then I moved out from my for my studies and then I did my master's and then I was... So for me personally a transition from Kishangarh to Jaipur, to Delhi, to Bombay. And that's played such an important role because now when I go back to Kishangarh, I'm like, this place, the people, their thought process, everything needs to be changed. But, you know, they are so okay with their setup and they're so okay with living a certain way that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very... It's very rigid now for them and I, with this I think it's like a small initiative. I think uh, it's very important to listen and give yourself the chance of self-discovery and I'm breaking my own inhibitions with it, trust me. This podcast is a source for me also to learn and to discover myself and to break inhibitions for me. So now it's very empowering in the real sense
1: then where do you think the problem lies in our society? Like if you were to pinpoint where it all sort of roots from, what would it be?
0: The fact that we just, without knowing, blame everything on the Western culture. It's our culture, you know, sex was ours. We we gave in, uh, we wrote Kama Sutra, we were the pioneers. I think the first thing is we have to embrace the fact that most of these taboo things that you think are taboo, were actually from our own culture. They, they were not given to us by Britishers or by, you know, from, or from the West. We never adapted those. I think um, once, I think all these people realize that this is our culture and and they start to be proud of it, um, that, you know, uh, we were the pioneers of all of this rather than accuse. So I think one that, second, it does stem from conditioning, from What our parents have learned, they pass it on to our kids. And then, you know, the kids raise. And I mean, probably if tomorrow I have a child, I'll be much more comfortable in talking to my child about, you know, things that matter. I cannot stress enough awareness and education. You know, my parents are still trying. They're making an effort to learn today, despite being in that little village right now where they are. So you can't blame them. For their conditioning because 20 years back I wouldn't have known what a drag queen is or what a gay relationship is. But you can change yourself. You can ensure that people are changed around you.
1: Speaking of changing and educating oneself, almost every medium we have today is censored, including news channels which are monitored. So podcasts today are pretty much the only unaudited medium that exists. And there are a few of you who are leveraging it. But I have to ask... Have you had to face any sort of backlash whatsoever?
0: So no flack uh, in that sense. But I did recently get my share of uh, vulgar comments. So uh, on my Instagram live with the popcorn series that I have, I was unboxing a sex toy uh, with Kajol Tyagi. So after my episode, Ozar went live. A brand uh, called Rocks Off was kind enough to send in a couple of sex toys for me to try. And they just came home, a, you know, couple of days back only. So I was like, oh, let me do this, and it was very impromptu. We didn't decide, and I was like, let me show them to you. And Kajal was like, why don't you unbox? And I started doing. I started unboxing, and I was showing, okay, this is how it looks, and you know, this and that. And one person comes and like, Madam, under dal bhi dikhao And now, right now, I'm laughing about it, but that was boiling. I was like, you know, because goes back to the conditioning. I read the comment, I chose not to read it out loud and give any sense of acknowledgement to the person who said it because um, I I really agree ignoring is the solution, but what could I have done in that point? I consciously chose not to even read it out loud because you know, most of these people are hungry for your attention. Yeah, and I didn't want to satiate his hunger and his creep, uh, you know, creepy messages and give him that acknowledgement so I consciously chose not to even do that but I'm just giving you an example of when you choose to talk about certain things like a sex toy and that's yeah. why I did that episode as episode one for season two because I really wanted to normalize in whichever capacity I mean even if I've touched 10 people and I have normalized usage of a sex toy my friends have come back to me and said uh but I mean bro if everybody is listening this invest in goddamn sex toy it changes your world it it blows you off your mind so
1: yeah <laughs> so you know speaking of your advice to anybody who's listening what would you say to someone Especially young women who might not have the most suitable environment to bloom in. You know, taking from your own experiences, what podcasts might have taught you.
0: Um, I think very slyly, I would still judge people, um, and now I consciously do not do it. I'm not saying it if I if I look at somebody and if I have an opinion that very naturally comes into my head, um, that that would still come, and it's it's very human to do that. But do I stick with it? No. Do I ha- do I keep forming opinions in my own head? No. With this self-discovery, I've learned the fact that being kinder to people in general and not judging them or drawing any opinion in my head. So that is like a true confession. Um, I honestly don't do it anymore and I've consciously stayed away from doing that because now I think I really believe that, you know, what you used to read on internet, that people have different stories, it was very good as a quote but now i've really started implementing it in my life that you know you don't know what where do people come from and what stories they have and just let them be so i have I think become much more tolerant much more accepting and um, of course start by loving yourself i think that's where once you start loving yourself in whichever way and form you are i know it's very easy for me to sit out here and say because i've also taken out these 26 years of my life and now I have started loving myself. Because the minute you start loving yourself, genuinely, you will not give a damn. You know, now I've come to this space in my life where I'll, you know, if you're not adding value to my life, I'd probably be happy cutting you off without, without you know, uh, any two thoughts. But thanks to the podcast is like a therapy for me because I went out so much there that I am, it gives me so much bandwidth to be mentally sane, you know. And it's just so
1: nice to hear you sound so happy with everything going on for you at the moment. Which brings me to what else are you working on? What's coming our way?
0: There are a lot of things. I want to see a new Hindi podcast. Um, So that will hopefully happen soon. I just want season 2 to end so that I can uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, brainstorm it and give it its own individuality, even though it's under the podcast uh, umbrella. But... To, to be like a product of its own. So that Hindi podcast is something that I'm really kicked about. And other than that, I really want to start something. In fact, I've started working on it already. Um, create like a module e-learning course sort of a thing for podcasters, for budding podcasters. But through my own journey of, you know, learning audio, of doing hands-on work with audio there's a bunch of stuff on the internet five minutes to start a podcast and 10 things you should know before you want to start a podcast they're true they're not wrong I'm, i'll just probably validate them with you know my real experiences and learnings so that's a course that i'm sort of building right now hopefully we'll be uh, taking it out soon and yeah giving them some more dope on podcasts
1: check out Popcast with Karima and let me know what you think. See, since this is a podcast recommendation show of sorts, I don't want this to be a one-way monologue and I really want to hear your thoughts. So now coming to my collaboration with The Artist Project. You know, over time, the project has already helped and aided so many artists and artisans from across our country. It's founded by Abhinaya, a full-time architect who uses her design know-how to constantly help ideate products and create avenues for these artists. Why don't you check out our campaign, the link to which is in the podcast notes, and reach out to us and let us know if you have any questions, or if you think you can help our initiative in any way possible. Let's unite and spread some smiles in whatever way we can, no? You guys can reach out to me on my Instagram at pillai or email me at righttosayasha at gmail.com. All right, that's it for now. I'll catch you guys next week. इस हब हॉपर original को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना करना चाहते हैं, तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो